Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 458. Don't be afraid to think big and push yourself way past your comfort zone because that is when the magic happens uh, with your business. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Todd Cooper Ryder. Todd, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. All right. Great to have you here. I should say, do you have your polishing wheel ready to go? <laughs> uh, yes, it is, always, <laughs> okay. at all times. Your random orbital. Very good. Uh, Todd Cooper Ryder is the president of Esoteric Fine Auto Finishing, which includes Esoteric Auto Detail, EsotericCarCare.com, and the Elite Detailer Academy based out of New Albany, Ohio. Over the years, Todd has published hundreds of educational detailing articles, and he's trained professional detailers from all around the world in his Elite Detailer Academy. Some of those have been guests here on Cars Yeah! He provides consulting support for OEM vehicle manufacturers, he has a worldwide reputation and following in the Ferrari community, providing technical support to Ferrari clubs and owners. Todd, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for keeping cars looking spotless? Uh, yeah, I would, uh, would absolutely love to, Mark. As you said, we have uh, three main divisions of the company, the Esoteric Auto Detail, a uh, Highline Detailing Services on just about everything, although we do specialize in, in Ferraris and, and recently in the Corvette market. Um, our esoteric car care, we uh, provide product sales to not only consumers, but enthusiasts worldwide. And then our elite detailer academy, we, uh, we train people from everywhere. I have uh, up to four students uh, per month come in, and, and they have come from all over the globe. The background on the company is I'm just shy of uh, 50 right now. And I tell people when I was a, a kid, I was the only person on the block with a highly polished BMX bike. <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> yeah, that, that sickness just kind of stuck with me and, and got into cars and motorcycles. And, and I actually worked 22 years in uh, the motorcycle industry. Oh, cool. And um, all, all, all that time, I continued to practice detailing. You know, my motorcycles always look better than brand new ones on the showroom floors. 
and then from there, I just started you know working on on cars on a part time basis, and and that part time basis turned into closing a chapter in a twenty two year career in a motorcycle business, and and starting the detailing business uh, full time. And I've always been a a car and motorcycle nut, and that's why I think it makes it easy for us to to have a successful business model because not only myself but everybody here at the shop uh, first and foremost very passionate about cars and very enthusiastic about what we do. Yeah, it's fantastic. I've had a, a large number of detailers on cars out here. I've had many people from the car care industry, including the owners and presidents of Zymol and Meguiar's and Surf City and Adams and all these different car care products and lines. And you and I share something. I started a detailing business back when I was 14 years old. I always had the shiniest bike on the block as well. And yep. The shiniest car. People even made fun of me when I said, yeah, I even waxed my washer and dryer. So <laughs> I think we both share that that disease of keeping things looking great. As we continue yep. on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is a saying that's been instrumental in informing your life and your business and your career. It's a really nice way to get the random orbital wheel turning here on Cars. Yeah. So Todd, take the wheel. My mantra, so to speak, to, to business and life and everything that I do is Success or victory is the only option. One cannot accept failure. It doesn't matter what I get into, whether it was sports or classes that I was taking or business, however I do anything. I only go into it to um, to be very good at what I'm doing. I, I never do anything to be average. And just an example of that is I was 40 years old and I'd never uh, had a pair of ice skates on in my life. And my daughter took up speed skating. And I saw it and thought, you know, I can do this, uh, <laughs> despite the fact that I'd never been on skates before. Yeah. And two years later, I really dedicated myself. And two years later, I, I got to compete at nationals. Oh, my gosh. I got my butt kicked by people who had been doing it for 15, 20 years. But uh, two years into it, uh, I made it to nationals. So that's kind of how I, I approach, you know, life, family, business, and, and it's worked out well for me. You've got a little bit of type A in there going, I think, yeah, <laughs> is, what I'm, is what I'm hearing. Fantastic. Would you share a story with me and with the listeners that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment thinking back when you really realized that you were a car guy? Uh, well, once again, going back to uh, the, the BMX bikes and, and uh, how that took me into motorcycles and cars, just being around them all the time and, and enjoying them for the art uh, that they are, that really kicked things off, going to motorcycle races, going to car races, being around uh, mid-Ohio as a kid. It just stuck with me. But really, going back to those bicycle days, uh, I, I think that really kicked uh, everything off for me. Yeah, you know, I always tease people a little bit because, um, or they tease me as the way I should say it, is because uh, putting your hands on vehicles and thinking of them as design elements, if you will. Whenever I go to buy a car, I always bring it home before I buy it and I wax it. <laughs> and I always think, mm -hmm. if I enjoy that process and I'm going to enjoy owning this car, of course, there's the driving aspect and so forth, but I, I think I understand what you're saying completely. Again, I'm afflicted with the same disease as you are. Mm -hmm. I would love to take a look at some of the challenges you've faced and go down some of the roads you've driven and talk a bit about a huge challenge or a huge failure that you faced along the way in your career. But more importantly, how did you overcome that situation? What did it teach you? What did you learn from it? Well, probably one of the biggest things, uh, as I had uh, moved out from a part-time basis 
to a full-time basis and really started getting my uh, company going is, you know, being OCD type detailer, I didn't want to, you know, give up any of the control or uh, entrust somebody else to help me out mm. with the work, to, you know, detail because it had my name on it. Mm-hmm. Well, back in, in 2012, my back started going out and then um, it, it got really bad. I had to go in and have a, a back surgery and, and my surgeon told me at that time, said, you know, you, not only do you, um, are you going to have to take some time off for this, but you really need to pull back on the amount that, uh, that you're doing. So what that forced me to do is, is a couple of things. One, to get somebody on board, uh, hire them, train them to do things exactly the way I would, but also to take a look at other ways that I can grow my business that it didn't include me being behind the, the buffer all the time. And that moment right there, while it was uh, extremely painful uh, during the whole process, it, it really opened my eyes to what I could do with uh, with my business. And uh, it, it is probably five times the size of what it was back then, just because I was able to sit back, look at my business uh, a little bit differently and, you know, force me into going some different directions that up to that point I wasn't comfortable doing. You know, you dropped some really valuable comments there for our listeners out there, especially entrepreneurs. This is such a classic challenge for entrepreneurs is giving up control. And until you figure out that it's imperative you do that for your company to grow, you will never grow past a certain point. I I hear it over and over. You know, I I can't just I can't get to the next step. Well, you've got to learn to delegate. You've got to learn to set up set up systems, procedures that work. There's a great book I read years ago by Michael Gerber called The E-Myth, which is a fantastic book about learning to set up systems procedures for your business. So it's tough that you had to go through it the way you did because of a very painful yeah. back injury and surgery, but oh my gosh, awesome lesson for you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and one of the I guess if we can add any comical aspect to that story, it was just a couple of days before my first trip to the emergency room because the the pain was so bad. But I had the director of Bugatti North America here in town. You know, we've been talking for a couple of years. He brought a car in for us to work on to prepare for an event that he had uh, here locally that weekend. That morning that it got here, I was in so much pain that I could not get in and out of uh, of their Bugatti uh, without the help of several people. Ooh. And then when, when we were done working on it, uh, he said, well, let's go for a drive. <laughs> so I, I jumped in the passenger seat and we went for a drive. And then he pulled over and he said, okay, it's your turn. I got up and out of that car and jumped around and into that seat <laughs> like there was no pain whatsoever. <laughs> uh, just with the excitement of being able to drive his Bugatti. Yeah. Um, Amazing what so, adrenaline yeah. can do for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, I couldn't bottle that one because later in the day, it, uh, the, the reality of pain was back. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, it's a great story. I appreciate you sharing such a personal story, but what a wonderful lesson that you learned through that uh, very difficult time. Let's shift gears here yep. and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story. When you had a career aha moment, you kind of told us one there, but maybe there's another story in this. I like to say it's when the headlights came on and illuminated your way for this new direction that you had. And Tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Well, I think uh, what that had to have uh, have been is I'd been working on a, a variety of cars, and everybody wants to work on nicer cars. And I got my first opportunity to work on uh, a Ferrari, and a customer wanted me to come about three hours away to work on it. 
and it just happened to be a a very rare 288 GTO. Nice. Yeah, only 272 of those uh, ever produced and less than 30 of them in the United States. So uh, jump in on the deep end, so to speak, uh, on that car. Well, I spent uh, several days uh, working on uh, the car, probably 18, 20 hours worth of detailing. And I fully documented everything uh, with great photography and and all the steps uh, that I did. And and when I got uh, the response from the customer and got the response from the public on the vehicle, the what we did or what I did to to bring it back to uh, better than new condition, it's kind of a light bulb that went off in the Ferrari world, saying there's nobody out there really specializing in this market. And given my business background uh, uh, previously in the motorcycle industry. I was confident that, that I can deal with those people, you know, very uh, closely and professionally. Mm-hmm. So I decided at that time that I wanted to focus on the Ferrari market. And that's really where I was able to build up the reputation is in that segment uh, of the market. And, and kind of once you've proven yourself at that, you know, very specialized high end working with multimillion dollar cars, then it adds instant credibility to, uh, to everything else that you do. So oh, yeah. being able to to look back at that time and saying, yeah, I, I made a very, very good decision in, you know, wanting to run with it, not just saying, yeah, I detailed a Ferrari, but, you know, how can we, how can we really promote this and work heavily in this um, segment? Fantastic story. How about proudest career moments? Is there one in particular that stands out for you? Well, there there's so many aspects of the business and the company that I'm that I'm proud of with uh, with the people that I have here working for me and and uh, all the, the the growth that we've done. But uh, for me, you know, I've been writing so many articles and and I've been touching so many people and getting feedback from you know the inspiration that I provided. So when I finally was in a facility that I can do a, a, a nice detailing academy, that was a big moment. For me, because once I started training people and helping them get past a certain level, you know, most students come in here and uh, they've got some ideas about business, about you know detailing, about marketing and sales, but having the ability to open their eyes to uh, new levels where they can take their business, or we use our facility here to as an inspiration for them. That is incredibly rewarding. And, and when I see those students six months down the road, 12 months down the road, or whatever else the case may be, and I get to hear their stories about how their businesses just took off after they attended our school here, that's far more rewarding than you know any paycheck I got on any car or any car that I got to work on or how many products I shipped uh, in a certain week or a month. You know, Having people come back and say, you made a big difference uh, in my life and my business uh, I'd say that that's got to be the, the the thing that I'm most proud of. Oh, absolutely. You know, helping people move forward in their careers or lives or businesses is one of the most rewarding things ever. I worked in the car care industry for 20 plus years and I learned really quickly you bring somebody in and put the device or the products in their hands and say, here, this is how you use them. And the smiles that you get on their face, the confidence that you build in other people is so rewarding. The day we're recording this show, Michael Stoops from McGuire's is my guest today, and he said the exact same thing. He's their worldwide global teacher, if you will, travels around the world to yep. help people with their product. You probably know Michael. And and yep. uh, same thing. He said there's nothing more rewarding than helping somebody learn how to use products, whatever they might be, in the right way. Sure. 
Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special vehicle? Can you share a memory you had with that car? Actually, it, it wouldn't be a car. In this case, it would be a motorcycle. Oh, cool. Um, okay. And that goes back to 1988. It was my first brand new street bike motorcycle. I was uh, attending uh, Ohio State University and had this crazy idea that I should own a brand new motorcycle. And, and it's something I've been looking at for a while. So the FZR 400, which uh, it wasn't much on uh, power, but it was considered the best handling motorcycle at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could just sit there and put velvet ropes around it and and look <laughs> at it for hours on end. It, it was uh, It was so special to me. It ended up, um, coincidentally, that's the only motorcycle I ever crashed oh, uh, and, and, and destroyed it in the process. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had so much fun with it. It was a, it was a you know proud uh, or pride of ownership uh, moment, and it, it taught me a lot about uh, sport bike riding. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful bikes. I rode bikes for quite a while. I had a MV Agusta F4, which is, my goodness, beautiful. one of the yeah. most beautiful bikes. Of course, yep. every time I got off of it, I said to myself, what am I doing? <laughs> I've got little kids <laughs> at home. I shouldn't be on this yep. thing. And yeah. uh, also I had a Ducati Monster, another pretty Italian bike. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's nothing like a, a beautiful motorcycle. In fact, I even parked them in my office for many years during the winter season when I wasn't riding uh, just so I could enjoy them. So I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yep. How about a vehicle you let go? Is there one in particular you really wish you had back in your garage? Once again, I'm going to uh, uh, to go back to uh, the motorcycle days. I think you know we all look back at our at our youth, and and that's where a lot of this is coming from. But staying with uh, the Yamaha brand, I had a, a RZ350, which was the last two-stroke legal motorcycle uh, available. They were made in, in '84 and '85. It was a parallel twin, 350 cc two-stroke. It would totally spank bigger bikes. And the the cackling sound of a two-stroke with blue smoke billowing out uh, the pipes smelled like race day every time uh, uh, that you rode it. I would love to still have that uh, uh, that bike, and and it's it's hard to find one in good condition uh, these days. But yeah, that that's definitely one uh, that would rank up there as one I'd really like to still have. Yeah, the sounds of those wing. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. That cackle. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I love those bikes too. Absolutely. Remember that from my dirt bike riding days way back in junior yep. high and high school. So very cool. Now, how about current projects? We're into the new year here. Yep. What has you really excited and fired up? We're not uh, changing directions in the business. We're expanding uh, upon our dire- uh, with the directions that we're going. And and one thing that we're doing is we're going to start offering complete turnkey show car solutions for people. And when I say show car, I I'm I'm, don't mean taking a 50s car and building it up, but I'm talking about a brand new vehicle where we can come in and we can do detailing on it and protection like nobody's ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are now partnered up and working with HRE wheels and a crop of its exhaust systems. Oh, nice. So we've got, uh, we've got a, um, uh, a 2016 Z07 Corvette that I actually purchased, and we've been uh, working on it. We've got over 100 hours into this car wow. just doing everything that, that we are capable of doing, and it will be our rolling showcase. It has turned out far better than than, uh, than what we ever imagined. It's turned into a bit of a government project, twice as expensive and takes twice as long as, as what you ever planned for. But the reactions that we have gotten from people 
coming in and looking at this. I mean, it's just jaw-dropping, and it will kick off that kind of new segment uh, uh, of our business, showcasing all these capabilities and, and customization that uh, that we can offer here. If you could tell our listeners maybe a little bit more about the breadth of all the different things you do there, I'd love for them to learn more about your your businesses in all the different segments as well. Sure, especially on on the detailing side. Um, you know, a lot of people when you say detailing, they think of a, a bucket and a sponge and and washing a car up. But we're taking it, you know, far far uh, greater uh, heights than that. What we're really known for is our paint polishing, paint correction, refining. You know, we take brand new cars and bring them to a level of clarity and reflections that the factory could never even dream of. Mm-hmm. So we're doing, uh, we're doing that. Uh, we work with a lot of paint protection film or what people uh, know as clear bra. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of, um, you know, custom installs, uh, like in this Corvette, you know, we took off the front bumper and pulled the headlights and pulled all the trim pieces just so we can tuck things in and make it as invisible as possible. Nice. Uh, window, uh, window tinting, uh, the, the the quartz coatings, glass coatings that that um, have gained so much uh, momentum in this industry uh, that we're adding on, you know, wax or seal it can last a month or two, whereas the coatings can last, you know, set two three years, mm-hmm. provide greater gloss and self cleaning properties to it. So we're taking these brand new cars and we're completely, you know, doing them up right from the beginning. And last year, I remember in the spring, we were getting two or three semi trucks in per week from all over the country with brand new um, Ferraris, new Porsches, new Corvettes, where you know people would get them and then have us spend a week with these cars wow. before they ever drove them for the first time, just to make sure that they were perfected, looking as good as they possibly could, and protected from uh, the elements for, for long periods of time. So wow. those are really our, our specialties you know, or our core business within the detailing side. That's pretty amazing. And you mentioned HRE. I had Ellen Peltier, the president of HRE yep. Wheels, on the show here. And yeah, they make such a fine, fine product. So I can tell you're aligning yourself with the creme de la creme out there. And for those listeners who are going, you mean I ship my car somewhere right after I buy it new and it can be better? Uh, absolutely. It can be a lot better. So appreciate yep. you sharing all that. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Todd. If you were a car, or I'll, I'll say bike, since I know you love bikes, motorcycle, yep. what kind would you be and why? Uh, let's see here. Probably some kind of uh, performance sedan. Uh-huh. Um, reason why, the reason why I say that is because it's uh, you know, professional and business-like on the outside, but uh, a very high level of uh, performance under the hood that nobody would <laughs> necessarily expect. Sure. And, and that's, you know, part of my persona. You know, while I own a Corvette, I don't act like a Corvette, so to speak. I like uh, the, the performance of it. But if I look at cars like Cadillac CTSV or something, I think that would probably be a good uh, example. Yeah, yeah, awesome car. Very cool. We've had a couple racers on the show that race for Cadillac. So, uh, yeah. Amazing. Awesome what Cadillac has done with their entire brand, really turning it all around into performance. It's really spectacular. So Todd, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. 
is the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Todd, we're entering the last lap, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yep. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I would say it pertains to business. And uh, I had a, a client of mine said, if you go into business yourself, the only regret you will have is not doing it sooner. <laughs> oh, he, man, he yeah. Absolutely right. Yes, absolutely. That's for sure. Just do it now. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Mm, I don't know if it's much of a habit as a personality trait, uh, but being a bit uh, obsessive compulsive has really made a difference in business and me being a detailer. I mean, you got to have a bit of a warped, twisted mind uh, to detail cars, <laughs> as you know. So that that's uh, that that's uh, been a big help. You know, and to do it well, I remember back in the days when I was detailing cars and some of my clients would call me afterwards and said, you know, I just noticed you cleaned like the inside of my ashtray. I can't believe you <laughs> did that or the inside of my gas cap. Holy right. cow. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, touching those areas that even your eyes never see or maybe your client doesn't even know you laid a hand on there. But just going to that extra step is so important. Sure. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, yeah, that would be the the learning center on our esotericcarcare.com website. We publish um, articles, how-to uh, articles on re different uh, detailing subjects or uh, walk people through a process of a, of a full detail so they get better understanding of it. But we're going to continue to um, devote more content and in information so that people can go on there and learn a bit about uh, the trade themselves, whether they're a detailer or whether they're just a, a weekend enthusiast. Ah, fantastic. Wonderful resource. Now, how about a book? I know there's a lot of great ones out there, but is there a book you read recently that you think the Cars Yeah listeners would really enjoy reading as well? I would say if uh, if you are a small business owner 
whether you're into detailing or what it is, uh, you have to wear many hats. <laughs> and if you're in a business like we are that's very visual, you need to learn photography to make a presentation of what you do. Mm. So there's a book by Brian Peterson. Uh, it's called Understanding Exposure. It helped people get away from that automatic setting on that nice DSLR they bought <laughs> yes. uh, to really up their game uh, in the kind of uh, photography. So not only does it help you for business, but you go on family vacations, things of that nature, gives you um, a little bit better memories uh, uh, to go off of. Oh, absolutely. That is a great book. I have that book, and uh, listeners know I love to take lots of photographs, and so it's a really wonderful book for people at all different levels of the skill set with a camera, but uh, these cameras yep. these days can do so much more than you ever imagined. So, Right. I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources that Todd has shared at carsyad.com. He has his very own show notes page. Just put Todd in the search bar and that page will pop right up. So, Todd, this last question can be a real doozy. If you mm -hmm. could have only one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price because today I'll buy you whatever you'd like. Wonderful. What would that vehicle be and why? I think that's a pretty easy one for me. The Ferrari 250 GTO, it is one of the baddest looking and most incredible sounding cars ever produced. It is the most valuable collector car out there. You know, the rarity uh, of it. I think there was 39 of them uh, built. To have something like that and knowing that will continue its reign as the most valuable collector car out there, all that just comes together. Obviously, I'm a big Ferrari fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 250 GTO, uh, in my opinion, is where it's at. I've been fortunate enough to see several of them running around the track down in Florida attending the Cavallino show down there. Oh, yeah. Um, the old you know, Palm Beach Raceway, Raceway. They have a day for um, all the, the uh, Ferraris out there. And yeah. to see three or four of them running around like they were intended uh, to be uh, driven is just uh, uh, it's a sight to behold. You know, I was very fortunate to be at Laguna Seca during the historic races when Ferrari mm. was the mark. And there were 22 on the track at one time. Oh, and amazing. It was absolutely incredible to sit there and just go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. And have you ever been able to de detail one? Have you gotten your hands on one? have not gotten my hands on what, uh, one yet. I've got some some customers with very, very impressive collections. And just down the road from us here, we've got one of the biggest Ferrari collectors in the world, yet none of them have a 250 GTO as part of their collection. Yeah, those are are rare cars. I got to spend a day yep. photographing one years ago, crawled around, sat in that car, and it was quite fun. And then way, way back, I was in Japan visiting the uh, Matsuda collection back when they owned the green one that was the car Sir Sterling Moss drove. Mm -hmm. Got to sit in that car, but I've never been able to drive one. So, um, gosh, yeah, someday, someday we'll have to get one of those in your shop so you can take it for a drive and then clean it up. So, <laughs> well, well, just just in case there's a 250 GTO uh, owner listening in, uh, I'll be glad or I'll gladly fly anywhere in the world to work on one of those. Hey, you heard it here on Cars. Yeah. Now there's an <laughs> offer. That's pretty cool. Yep. Todd, you've taken me on a great ride. I knew you would. And I've really enjoyed talking with you and learning more about you and your business. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with sure. the Cars. Yeah listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off down the road in your 250 GTO Ferrari? 
Yeah, I would think it would be towards people that uh, that are either in business or getting into business, and many of them they come in with a with a goal of what they want to do. But in my experience, those people have their goals set much too low. Uh, don't be afraid to think big and push yourself way past your comfort zone because that is when the magic happens uh, with your business. Very important to push yourself past that comfort zone in every respect. Absolutely. Great advice. Yep. Listeners, you can find links to everything we've talked about here at carsyad.com on Todd's show notes page. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? Go to our main corporate website, which is esotericdetail.com. All right. That'll be on Todd's show notes page with quick, easy links so you can check it out. I would encourage you to go to his website, learn more about what he's doing, follow him because as he builds out this uh, learning center, you're going to have a lot of great tips and tricks for how do you take care of your vehicles as well. Todd, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and, and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.